0: When you get leadership wrong it turns your business into a stress for you and for your people and the thing that should be enjoyable in your business the people aspect ends up just being hard work One, two, three, so the big question is this how do people-driven business owners like us create businesses we're proud of businesses that work for our employees for our customers and for us businesses that can be profitable without straining or draining the owner that's the question that we'll be answering on the Better Happy podcast. In today's episode, we're going to go through why great leadership doesn't happen on autopilot in small and medium businesses and our four step model that you can implement to make your leadership great. Hello, listeners. So, in today's episode, as I've already mentioned, we're going to be talking a little bit about leadership. And what we're going to go through is the very top level basics of why you need leadership without it being a lecture. And Then, why it commonly is such a struggle, and a really simple four-step model that we implement into businesses, that you can implement into your business right away to make your leadership something that benefits you, benefits your team, and benefits the business. The reality is, in most businesses, and this isn't a criticism, um, and and I've learned this myself as well the hard way, is that we think we'd like to imagine that we're just going to be naturally great leaders. We'd like to imagine that that just happened, and. The problem is is that doesn't work, and there's a couple of reasons why. But most of the time, if we just rely on our intuition to to drive our leadership, it probably won't work very well. It's not because you're bad people. Um, it's all to do with human emotions and human nature and the new environment in which we're in. And this goes for your leadership team as well. So, so many of the businesses that I go into, big and small, um, the leadership team aren't functioning very well. Not because they're bad people, not because they don't care, not because they're not genuinely... Um, driven by the results of the business none of those things just because they're being human beings and they haven't got the systems in place to override that so let's break down why that is and give you that model to make sure that you can make it great in your business why would you want to do that well because when you get leadership wrong it turns your business into a stress for you and for your people Um, and the thing that should be enjoyable in your business the people aspect ends up just being hard work we have people arguing people not doing what they say they're going to do leaders getting frustrated with the teams teams getting frustrated with the leaders everybody being frustrated even though the reason they're frustrated is because they're all passionate about the same thing so that's a travesty we don't want it in a business where everybody's annoyed with each other and the reason they're annoyed with each other is because they actually care about the same thing so um, that's what normally happens but if we get it right it creates a win-win as i've already said it makes it great for you for the leadership team it brings joy to the people aspect of the business and it enables everybody to thrive so um, why Excuse me. So why is it more challenging now than it's been before? Well, the reason is, and this is my opinion, that in the past we needed strong leaders when times were rough, if you go back in time a hundred years ago, you know, there's mass unemployment in the UK, poor quality of living, poor living standards. So during that time, people wanted strong leadership. And strong leadership is what business owners tend to start their businesses with. It's like, I've got a vision. I'm going to graft, uh, and I'm going to show you how it's done and, and instill confidence in you. So that's what strong leadership is. But in the modern world, things are very different, and I think strong leadership can only get you so far. So I think strong leadership uh, is what gets your business off the ground and gets it running. But if you keep trying to lead with strong leadership, it doesn't work very well anymore. And the reason for that is, is because people aren't working because they have to. I mean, they do. Yes, of course, people still need to pay the bills. But if you think about it, people have a choice of jobs available to them, wider choice than ever before in human history, especially in the UK, and the quality of living is unparalleled to what it's been in the past. I know there's still people struggling, but the reality is even if people don't work, they can still survive. So or it might not be nice, but people aren't working necessarily because they have to. Increasing amounts of, because quality of life is still increasing, increasing amounts of the youth that are coming through today could get away without working because their families have enough money to, to support them, generally, across the board. So... I know it's a generalization, but generally speaking, the increasing amount of employees aren't working out of desperation. They're working because they want to. So when people have a choice of jobs available to them, it changes the dynamic in the workplace. And what it means is for you as an employer is people are going to work for you because they want to, not because they have to. And if we can't maintain the dynamic where they want to work for us, they're going to start looking elsewhere. Another thing that's changed is what's required of employees in the workplace. So again, if we go back in time, 100 years, 50 years, most of the work was manual labor. So we needed people that could come in, do repetitive tasks, um, get on with it and not not, make any, not not ask any questions. Today, that's very different. We've had the internet, um, we've had uh, Wi-Fi and, and, and wireless technology come through, which is all and broadband and fast internet and faster processors. So the, the speed in which we can work is just increasing at an exponential rate. And the volume of work we can do is increasing at an exponential rate as well. So what you need from your employees today isn't just people that can do repetitive manual tasks. You need them people that can adapt to the times and have a healthy relationship with work. Um, but you particularly need people that are engaged, that want to be there, that are motivated, that genuinely care about the goals of the business. In the past, you didn't need that because things changed slowly. Who cared if your employees really gave to... Two coins about um, how, how well the business is going, as long as they did their repetitive tasks. But today, if your employees don't care, you're not going to be able to innovate your business. The competition are going to take you over. So, employees aren't working for you because they want to, uh, because they have to, they're working for you because they want to. And you need your employees to be engaged. So, what this needs is not strong leadership, but great leadership. And that's two different things. And great leadership is Leadership that inspires people, that motivates people, that makes people want to work for you, and also creates an environment where people can work together harmoniously. So this is a new requirement. You didn't need to do those things in the past. Like I said, in the past, as long as you paid people and you were strong on your vision, that's all you needed. But today, that's not gonna work. So the strong leadership will get the business started, but it won't get it to where it needs to get to. So what happens once we get to a stage where we've got a team, uh, the business is relatively well-established, we've got customers, we're making money, and all of a sudden, we st- probably develop in a small leadership team, and then we start to realise we're not being as effective as we should be, um, and this is creating issues in the business. And the most frustrating thing, frustrating thing in this scenario is is that often those frustrations aren't being caused because people are being bad people. Like I said, it's because of human emotions. So what happens at this point is it's we got to the point where the strong leadership is no longer being effective, and we need to move over towards great leadership. Let me just highlight to you why some of the issues happen. And if you haven't read the book, I highly recommend you reading or listening to it. It's only short. The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. He goes into this even deeper than I'm going to go to on this very short podcast. He goes into this in detail. But the key thing that he highlights is that the reason that leadership teams and teams become dysfunctional is because of human emotions. So it's all to do with uh, fears, uh, worries, worries. Uh, concerns about being judged, our anxieties, all this stuff that's deep-rooted in human history, because of that, people don't act the way that we want them to and in the way that's most conducive to a collaborative, innovative, harmonious working environment. And we see this throughout all animals, most animal packs in society, as well as humans, that if a tribe comes together, the only way they can function is with a leader. The leaders have to come through and guide them. And if we don't have leadership, even though they might have the same goal... They're just, they're just all over the shop. What we've also got to make sure though is that we can function well as a leadership team as well as, well as the business as a whole. So a couple of the emotions that get in the way and, and what I want to go into is how this is going to stop your leadership team. If you've got one, if not, just think about it with you. Um, a couple of things that will really get in the way or that human emotions are up that lead to us not being an effective leadership team all related to human emotions. So the first one is a fear of failure. So if we've got a fear of failure, we're going to want to not be clear on our goals we're not going to set clear measurable um targets aligned to our goals which creates confusion for us and for everybody lower down we're also going to avoid accountability because we're going to want to commit to things but then once we've once we've stepped away from that meeting we've committed to that thing we are going to then worry that we're not going to do a very good job of that so we're going to avoid doing it if we can and if other people aren't holding us accountable and we tend to not do this in leadership teams as well because we are avoiding confrontation uh, if we're not holding each other accountable to what we said, then that person that's worried about actually doing that task they committed to um, and trying to avoid it realises that nobody's actually checking in anyway, so we won't do it. And then down the line, what this leads to is owners being frustrated because people aren't doing what they said they were going to do, and uh, it leads to a, a non-highly motivated work environment. Another big thing that we have is a massive fear of confrontation. Well, remember, this is again linked to our evolutionary brain, and we, we have this memory that evolution... Uh, sorry we have this memory that confrontation from our evolution could lead to death so avoid it at all causes and I think the modern social messages that we have in our society are also trying to create this environment where it's viewed as wrong to disagree with people or to say anything that others might deem as offensive or not in alignment with them and although that's in theory there to help protect people's mental health the irony is it makes it worse it creates horrible environments when people aren't free to say as they speak within reason so in your leadership team without having systems you will probably not hold each other accountable you probably won't get specific on your goals and you'll probably avoid confrontation i've done work with lots of different businesses and the key issue i see is no clarity around what we're actually trying to achieve no measures on our goals and no confrontation and when i sit with teams and we do strategy days planning days and there's no confrontation i always like to ask the owner or, or, or the ceo after why do you think there's no confrontation and they'll say, well, because we get on, because we, you know, this is what they'll say. But I think deep down they know what the truth is. And, and I'll always say this to them. I'll say, there's only two possible reasons why there's no confrontation with a leadership team. The first one is, is that that team is in perfect alignment and agrees in everything. And the second one is that people don't feel safe or comfortable to say what they're thinking. And it's always the second one, right? There's n- There's no teams in the world that are all perfectly aligned and don't have any disagreements. So we've got to create an environment where we are actively inviting healthy conflict i'm not saying that we should be attacking each other um, so that people learn to express their feelings what you've got to understand is that when people don't talk about how they're feeling think about the ramifications of that in your business so people end up resentful holding on to emotions holding on to thoughts not expressing them that stuff still wants to escape and it escapes through bitching and gossipness so or gossip gossipness is that a word or gossiping behavior so which is which is crap for everybody in the business so we don't want that and the only way that we can not have gossiping and bitching is if people are free to speak how they feel and not feel like they're going to be punished for it again within reason so uh, there's a model to that, that that we've developed to help you be on top of this and the simplest way for you and your leadership team to use this model is to write down the four areas that i'm going to share with you now and then score yourselves one to ten on each of them then commit to holding yourselves accountable to each one so it's the, the model is vacs v a c s and the first one is vision and values driven so you have to make sure that you and your leadership team are focused on vision and your vision and your values and you have to hold each other accountable to that which is the second point it's there's there's this call in life uh, from our mind that's trying to keep us comfortable at all times it's trying to avoid stretching ourselves avoid setting goals avoid doing anything new because it feels scary and a little bit uncomfortable and just wants to stay in routine So everybody's got that, you've got it, I've got it, everybody in your leadership's got it, everybody in your business has got it and if we let that win we end up being a really stagnant business, stagnant team and we go through the year just feeling like we're not really achieving anything but we're getting paid and we're doing what's required of us. Now in the short term that actually feels more comfortable but in the medium to long term it feels very stressful and very unfulfilling. So the irony is, is that uh, we've got to go through short-term pain for long-term gain. We've got to get into the habit of being clear on our vision, being clear on our values and setting goals around that and making sure that we as a leadership team are doing our job, which is steering the ship towards that through goals, through regular meetings, through um, role modeling the right behaviors and driving the ship forwards. So that's the first piece. If we don't have the vision and values alignment, we have the reality to just get comfortably uncomfortable. Things aren't the way we like them, but we're just going to keep it as it is. And it's one of the most frustrating things to see in a business because you become reactive. You only adapt because you have to to keep the thing afloat, not because you're enjoying it and because it's a rewarding process. So if you want to be an enjoyable business for you and for your team and for your employees, you've got to be vision and values driven, which in the short term will lead to some discomfort because you have to set goals. You are going to have to hold people accountable to your values. Okay, the second one then is accountability. So we've got to make sure that we're being specific on the goals that we're setting and we're we're actually applying measures to them. And then we've got to make sure that we're meeting weekly or with with the cadence that works for the union leadership team and holding each other accountable. Okay, and if people aren't doing stuff, we've got to highlight that. And if we're not doing stuff, we've got to highlight that. But we've also got to create a culture where that's okay to talk about that because it might be that somebody's not doing it because they don't have the capacity. Okay, so we have the conversation around that. The worst thing that can happen is that you don't create clear results and you don't hold each other accountable because what that teaches us subconsciously, everybody in the team is we don't really need to do what we say we're going to do because it's not followed up anyway. Combine that with the fact that the human mind is trying to talk us out of doing these new things and you've got this horrible environment where people say they're going to do stuff and they don't and it's particularly frustrating for business owners. It's very frustrating for business owners because business owners are different-minded to most of the people in their business. Otherwise, it'd all be business owners, right? And business owners are very future-focused, um, willing to delay gratification, and very self-driven. So what we tend to think is that if we just get people, if people just share with us their goals, they're going to go on, they're going to go away and get on with it because that's exactly what we do. So we don't need to hold them accountable. We don't need to do any of that stuff. And then what happens is they don't do it because they're different, and then we end up we forget about it until a month down the line, two months down the line and we're like, they didn't do that thing and then we end up telling ourselves this narrative that people aren't reliable, we have to do everything ourselves, people just, you know, you can't get the staff but actually the reason is is because we didn't have a system in place to keep each other accountable. Keeping people accountable will benefit them because it actually acts as a framework, a system to guide people through the process. Uh, Just don't use it to punish people and obviously if you're if you are using it and people aren't doing what they're doing and they consistently aren't doing what they're doing, what they say they're going to do and there's no excuse for it, then you will use it to to punish people and move them out of the business. But often what this will do is it will actually highlight and move on any dead wood you've got in your business. Okay. The second one then is confrontation, which is similar to accountability, but we've got to create an environment where people are willing to engage in healthy conflict. So this goes for you and your leadership team, but also the people within your business. Conflict is not a bad thing. Obviously we're not talking about throwing chairs at people. Um, or slapping people in the face with rulers, we're talking about smashing people's computer screens. I've got too many images there, haven't I? Uh, but we are talking about being willing, being able to express and being willing to express uh, feelings and emotions and thoughts that, that are not in alignment with others and being able to work through that. And if people aren't performing, being able to call them up on that and, and call it out. And if people are making mistakes, being able to call that up in a, in a constructive way. If we're not willing to talk about how we feel, we hold on to these emotions Uh, we create an environment where people don't feel psychologically safe and everybody's stressed emotions when they're reasonable um, I'm not just saying that we should create an environment where everybody is you know has Tourette's and shouts what they're thinking all the time but if there's something that's genuinely bothering you and the emotion is reasonable you know and you've processed that it should be expressed and it should be brought out and if we hold on to these things um, they build up and like I said earlier create this environment of gossiping and bitchiness so Um, you and your leadership team have to role model this it comes with a lot of fear we tend to think you know our brains tell us that if we engage in conflict with somebody it's going to result in anger in fights in confront, in physical violence and and ultimately death and i know you probably think no that's ridiculous my brain doesn't go there but it, it does at a very subconscious level which is why we get so nervous about confrontation not all people but a lot of people do so even if you're comfortable with confrontation your team probably aren't so if you are a person that's comfortable with confrontation you need to go out of your way to make your team feel comfortable with confrontation. And one way that we do that is by not being overbearing and um, too dominant. We've got to let people tell them, tell us what they feel. And also for us as leaders, one of the most important things we can do is create an environment where we invite constructive criticism and, and, and conflict and we don't process it emotionally and try and defend ourselves. We've got to take it. People see the world differently to us, uh, accept it and embrace it without holding on to any grudges. Okay? That's going to create an environment of psychological safety so we've got vision and values driven we've got accountability we've got confrontation and then the final the final letter which is the s it stands for supreme team so supreme means the you know the, the number one the top now anybody in your leadership team should be belong to two teams okay so this goes for you as well right so they've got the team which is the team that they're responsible for or if you're a small business just the the, the job that they're responsible for and then they've got the leadership team and the leadership team should be the supreme team, right? So the needs of the leadership team, the business, come above the needs of the individual and their and their department or their team. Now it's human nature. Again, this kit this has kept us alive for, for for hundreds of thousands of years. It's human nature to prioritise ourselves and our own families, and it makes us feel good. And it's just it it, it on on a uh, emotional level it feels like the absolute right thing to do but if you think about this in a business what this leads to is people that are heads of departments or managers it ha- it leads to them prioritizing themselves and their teams over the needs of the business and what this leads to is silo working and a and can lead to an environment where people are um, frustrated with even have having a level of animosity towards other teams because they don't feel like there's alignment they don't feel like um, the the needs of the business are being prioritized and they don't feel like there's a win-win team environment so you've got to hold people accountable your leadership team especially accountable to prioritizing the needs of the business over their own personal performance and performance of their team and you as a leader have to be really you as the owner of the business have to be re- really on it with this because like I said people will want to prioritize their own goals and their own work and their own team and it might make them look good because you know to take for example the marketing department they might be smashing it but they might not be working um, collaboratively with the other teams which is ultimately having a knock-on effect to the overall performance of the business so we have to do that and what that forces, when we do this the, the supreme team the number one team is the key responsibility for the leadership team once we do that it forces collaborative and innovative working which is good for everybody but it takes a little bit more effort right it takes a little bit more effort to work innovatively than it does to just go away and focus on your own thing so all of this system this VAC system what it helps you do is overcome or prevent human emotions just like taking over and doing what they want to do to the detriment of the business so without this system People will just prioritize their own work, their own tasks, their own teams over working for the leadership team, genuinely. Um, People won't hold themselves accountable. People will not push themselves to set new goals and to grow the business and to challenge and and to evolve. People will hold on to the feelings and thoughts that they're having and not communicate. And all of this leads to issues in the business. And ultimately, if you let all these things run wild, what it leads to is people do genuinely care about the business, but it just feels stressful and hard work. And the owner feels particularly like it's hard work with a team. But if we implement this model and hold ourselves accountable um, we to, to, to following this model, ironically, when one of the letters is A, A, um, it creates a win-win environment for you and for your team so if you are struggling with the leadership team or the people aspect of your business you're completely normal there's nothing wrong with you it's the norm in most businesses big and small and your business can function like that it just doesn't function as enjoyably and as efficiently as it should this hopefully this podcast has helped you understand why that is it's not due to people being bad people it's due to human emotions which we've all got and by implementing that vax model you can overcome most of the issues and create an environment that is harmonious to work in and a win-win for everybody it will be uncomfortable at first but the payoff will be huge like going to the gym when you start going it sucks and it hurts but after a few months normally about three to four months you're like oh okay i've got more energy i feel better i don't know why i'm doing this all the time so there's the old analogy that a uh, uh, that a rocket it's not an analogy it's a fact but it's an analogy as well Uh, a rocket uses 90% of its fuel to get out of the earth's atmosphere okay so 90% of its fuel is used in the first 1% of the journey anything like this like changing the culture around that leadership team is the same thing right it's going to take a lot of effort at the beginning people are going to resist it people want to carry on doing what they're already doing but after that initial push everybody is a winner if you haven't already head over to the better happy business club.com website sign up to the free newsletter um it's 2024 at the time of this recording we've got two offers going on we've got the better happy business club group membership uh that's ten thousand pounds for the year you get to come to our five two-day masterminds you get support from me uh one-to-one voice note coaching and support for your leadership team as well we won't do that price again but we're doing it in 2024 um because I want to get the club launched and I want to get it absolutely perfect from working with people directly next year we will be using more of a team I'll be doing less and the prices will change we've also got a partnership option um, which is £20,000 a year that's where we work with you and your team and we come on site and do training days for them um, and we can give you again box coaching one to one coaching for you and all of your team so if you'd like to find out more about those or apply for a, a space there's only 20 uh, 30 spaces sorry in the group membership then head over to betterhappybusinessclub.com sign up to the newsletter or drop me a message on uh, LinkedIn or anywhere else thank you for tuning in remember life and business is better happy and making your life and business happy isn't as hard